Of course, round one of the NRL getting underway yesterday afternoon. And of all places, Las Vegas, the first two games of a five-year plan of the NRL kicking off the season in Vegas. About 40,000 tickets were sold for the event with the Roosters and Broncos and also the Seagulls and the Rabbitohs. The Seagulls winning 36 to the Rabbits, 24 and the Roosters, 20 to the Broncos, 10. Hugh Jackman ended up missing out on the NRL Las Vegas debut after being forced to rush home to New York following an emergency. He was due to be there to see his beloved Manly Seagulls take on South Sydney, uh, and he got the VIP treatment there. However, he had to fly back to New York following a corporate gig on Friday night in Vegas. He was apparently gutted to leave friend of the show and also radio personality and good friend of Hugh Jackman, Gus Wallen said they missed out on having Russell Crowe there at the NRL Las Vegas debut after uh, a filming clash there meant that Russell Crowe couldn't attend. Peter Volandes, the Australian Rugby League Commission chairman, said that he said it exceeded all expectations with around about 40,000 tickets being sold. 14,000 fans have apparently flown to the game from Australia and about 3,000 Poms visiting as well. And apparently the Las Vegas Strip being full of NRL jerseys and some very confused Americans wondering exactly what was going on. It's it's not a good start to the tipping season for me. I won the uh, footy tipping here last year. And of course, I... Forgot to put my tips in, didn't I? So I think I've lost the first two games of this round so far. It's just weird. It's it's weird having two games now and then we have a rest for a couple of days and then Thursday night it gets back underway again with the Knights taking on the Raiders at McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle there. So good luck with the Knights as round one of the NRL continues again on Thursday night. Did I mention I won the footy tipping comp last year? I, I, I mentioned that, did I? Want $500 to spend up big this Easter? $500 to put... Sharing a cafe coffee with someone. Chatting about what's going on locally, nationally or internationally. Or something a little different. McCafe Coffee Break. Time to catch up with a member for Tamworth, Kevin Anderson. Morning, Kev. How are you? Morning, JB. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well. Very well. A busy weekend for you. We have the Barabas show on, the Tamworth show on. You popped along to those ones. Always good fun. Absolutely, and, and look, the Tamworth show, it's a shame that they both collide on the same weekend, so, you know, you've got to spread yourself a little thinly there, but um, I know that they had uh, great numbers at Tamworth show, good numbers at Barabas show as well, and it's a really good opportunity for, you know, the towns to shine, and they really, really do, they put their best foot forward, and, and uh, everything that happens in the pavilions, you know, from the cooking to the painting to the kids' stuff. And then you've got the poultry section, the sheep and the meat and the lamb. Uh, look, I think it's a great showcase for any regional centre for a show to occur. So over the weekend, yeah, Tamworth and Baraba were on show, mate. Yeah, exactly. That's it. The Manila show, which is on this Friday, Saturday, Sunday, their showgirl was crowned on Saturday night. Yeah, we had the uh, Tamworth Young Woman of the Year at uh, the um, uh, Manila Golf Club on Saturday night. It was fantastic. There were five young women 
who put their hand up to represent Manila. Now, when you think about the size of Manila, to have five young women yeah. from that town put their hand up and say, I want to be an ambassador for Manila, I want to, you know, and, and help out of our show society, that's a pretty big deal. And the quality was outstanding. So, you know, I think there's just really great hope in young people and agriculture and, and in our smaller centres. So it was a, it was a fantastic night um, at, uh, at uh, Manila on Saturday night. And Patrick Pirtle, the great man, was uh, auctioneer for a couple of items. And it was, it was really great to see, mate. It was really well done by the Manila Show Society. Fantastic. And the awards plough on with uh, International Women's Day on Friday and the New South Wales Women of the Year Awards are being held on Thursday night. A couple of uh, Tamworth women up for awards there. Yeah, Dr. Casey Sullivan, the New South Wales Aboriginal Women of the Year finalist. So that's happening on Thursday. So fingers crossed that uh, Casey gets through. She is just an amazing person, a super champion for health, which is outstanding. And she runs her own clinic as well as looking after so many different aspects of health. So we wish Casey all the very best there when uh, she's up for the New South Wales Aboriginal Women of the Year finalist. And uh, our local Woman of the Year finalist for, Tam- for the Tamworth electorate was Shalini Pratap. And Shalini is is pretty much running multicultural Tamworth with Eddie Whitten and a few others. But Shalini does a magnificent job, and we see that each year with Taste and yeah. Multicultural Tamworth, where we've got something like 90 different um, nationalities all come together. So uh, to have those powerhouse women running, um, you know, significant organisations in our cities is wonderful. Yeah, exactly. Now, that's it. Another awesome event happened on uh, on Sunday. That was Clean Up Australia Day. Fair few people out cleaning around the place, which was uh, terrific to see. I think it's fantastic. And I think, though, JB, we're getting better at keeping Australia, mm. you know, beautiful, yeah. if you like, because it's Clean Up Australia Day. Like, you know, 10 years ago, people would go out and they would, you know, get bags and bags and bags and bags of rubbish. But I think in today's environment where people are much more are savvy to not littering, but they're much more savvy to, to keeping your backyard clean and your streets and your rivers and your creeks. You know, I think there's much less rubbish yeah. around today and our cities and our towns look much cleaner. So, you know, well done, Clean Up Australia. All of, the, all of those volunteers out there yesterday doing a great job. Uh, a couple of uh, new police officers to be announced for the Oxley District Command this morning. Three probationary constables... Yeah, looking forward to welcoming three new police officers to the Oxley Police District. You know, they are most welcome. And we keep talking all the time about having boots on the ground, JB, having more people in blue uniforms, keeping our community safe and and backing up and and, and, um, adding support to our existing workforce in our police. So to have three new ones start today is very exciting. Uh, we'll be there welcoming them at 9.30 to say day and thank them for uh, choosing uh, a career in the police force. And if anybody's thinking about it, please do so. It's a big, big honour and a great opportunity to serve. So if you're thinking about joining the police force, I think you should have a crack at it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And uh, finally, NRL in Vegas over the weekend, Kev. Thoughts on that? 
Viva Los NRL. <laughs> Viva Los NRL. <laughs> I'm sure some newspapers had that as a headline this morning. I guarantee it. <laughs> I know. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I, I don't know. But if they haven't, then I'm claiming it. Yeah. Viva Los NRL. <laughs> but, um, look, I think it was fantastic for the NRL. If you're going to showcase and grow the organisation, then why not take it to, you know, one of the biggest cities in the world and one of the most exciting cities in the world, uh, which is Las Vegas. And, I think it was a great spectacle. I caught a bit of it on the telly yesterday. I know a lot of people went over for it. I think mm. there was like 30,000 Australians <laughs> flew <Yeah>. over <laughs> for the, the game. There was more people go to LA to watch NRL than there is in you know, Sydney Football Stadium. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think the, the, the Americans that were there uh, were, were probably all complimentary tickets or news reporters, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think you're right, but it was a great spectacle. I think the Manly um, uh, um, uh, Rabbitohs game was outstanding, with the Rabbitohs jumping out of the blocks and Manly just overran them. It was it was extraordinary to watch. Souths almost stopped in the second half, but it was a great game. And then and then the Roosters uh, gave the Broncos a towering up in the, in the second game. But look, I think it was a fantastic spectacle. And again, you know, you've got to do something different. You've got to yeah. try to build your market doesn't matter what business you're in you've got to try something new and i think you know the definition of insanity is do the same thing and expect a different result hmm. so i think for the nrl to grow the game you know i think peter Volandis hmm. and andrew abdo running the nrl uh but it was a great spectacle no doubt about it yeah exactly that's it certainly got people talking that's the thing hmm. uh, viva lot nrl did you put your footy tips in for our footy tipping competition I did. I Good. Did. You're doing better than me. I don't I, know whether I did better than you, maybe because I, I think I picked the I think I picked the Rabbitohs and the Broncos. Oh, <laughs> you probably, <laughs> probably wish you did a me and didn't put them in then. <laughs> but, it, <laughs> but if you don't put your tips in, it becomes the home game. Then whose home game was it? I have no idea. I don't know. I'm not sure on that one. Maybe a more yeah, astute I don't know. footy Who's home game was it. Fan out there would be able to. Uh, point us in the right direction there. I'm not sure. Are they, are they both away teams? And then we get well, to flip I'm, a coin. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Maybe someone uh, listening might be able to say, well, it was uh, Manly's home game or was it uh, you know, the Broncos' home game? I don't know. So if you put your home teams in, you got double zero. <laughs> yeah. I'm <laughs> not sure. Hey, Kev, thank you so much for the, uh, the chat this morning. You have an amazing week, and we'll catch up again next Monday. Look forward to it, JB. Have a great day, mate. Want $500 to spend up big this Easter? $500 to put towards a holiday, some bills, or a truckload? Matchbox 20, 3 a.m. at Tamworth's number one, 92.9. JB here this morning for Country Auto's Quality Used Cars and Service Centre on Gunning New Road, 16 past 8. The Kitchen Witches opens at the Capitol Theatre this Friday night, running through until Saturday the 16th. And joining me in the studio this morning, Kat and Danny from the Kitchen Witches. How are you? Hi, good morning. Hi, We're good. Well. That's the way. Thank you so much for coming in, guys. No, thank you. You're two of the main cast members of the Kitchen Witches. I understand on stage, you you two sort of hate hate one another. Um, if people aren't familiar, there's more to the show than that. Um, yeah. If people aren't familiar with the with the crux of the Kitchen Witches, which opens Friday night, tell us a little bit about what it's all about. 
well, without giving away a huge amount, because yep. we obviously want you to come and of see course. it. <laughs> yes. Um, it is scandalous and saucy and cheeky and hilarious and all the things that you want to see on a Friday night at our gala performance. Um, but the the base of it is uh, these two women um, who both had like uh, online cooking shows mm. and and they've fallen. And they've joined together to try and make something of a cooking show together. But these women hate each other. They absolutely hate each other. And one of the lines in the show is it's a mix between uh, Martha Stewart and Jerry Springer. (laughs) Yeah, right. That good. Yeah. It's it's very accurately described in that line. So tasty and volatile. Yes. is is a good way to describe the show. Yeah. Do you get to fling some food as part of the... uh... Well, we do recommend that anybody in the front row might bring some extra protection. <laughs> <laughs> they, might, they might need some waterproof clothing. Yeah, <laughs> Lovely. No, great fun. And, of course, uh, how long has this um, production been in the works for for you guys? Fair bit of work going well, into this one? Before Danny and I came into it, it had been going for months and months and months and months um, yep. with all the behind-the-scenes everything. Um, but the cast got involved in December. Yep. We've been in rehearsal for a couple of months now yep. and it's been absolutely loads of fun in the in the rehearsal room. It's um, quite a small cast, only four of us on yeah. the stage. And the vibe between all of us is still really strong, still really, you know, finding lots of moments to make each other laugh. Um, and Matt and Ruby, who are the other two performers in the show, so great to work with. It's been, yeah, lots and lots of fun. Is this your first show that either of you guys have done for the Tamworth Dramatic Society or you've been in some of their other performances in the past? Uh, This is my first for the Dramatic Society. I have been in productions with the Musical Society a few times. This is my second one with the Dramatic Society. I was in Three Musketeers a couple of years ago. Yeah, Yeah. lots, lots of fun. Yeah, fantastic. Now, lovely. And tell us about the gala night on on Friday night. This is this is extra special. Yeah, we're raising money for the Zonta Club of Tamworth, um, a really important organisation who are working to eradicate violence against women. Um, we're supported by the Powerhouse, who are helping us out with our nibbles and bubblies. Um, it's going to be a really lovely night to uh, celebrate International Women's Day and have a chance to, you know, catch up, drink some lovely. Bubbly drinks and yes. eat some lovely snacks. Maybe and- don't stop at one, but who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and eat the snacks who so don't throw them. That's for you guys on stage. Yeah. Yes, please, that's please. right. Please eat so, the snacks provided. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Food flinging only on the stage. <laughs> yes. And, of course, the great thing is this is a total local production. So the, the director, I understand, is a Gunnadar local. Yeah, yep. Jen Sullivan. She's an absolute powerhouse. Yep. Um, she uh, teaches drama in Gunnadar. We're actually taking the show to Gunnadar on the weekend after we finish in Tamworth, Fantastic. which is going to be heaps of fun. Yeah, mm. excellent. Yeah. Amazing. So all locally put together and uh, should be a whole lot of fun. About eight shows I think you guys have on at the Capitol Theatre. Yep. Yes, eight shows here and, and then one show in Gunnedar. So, so we're here from the 8th until the 16th and then Gunnedar on the 23rd. Sensational, love that. Hey, you can get all the tickets at capitaltheatretamworth.com.au for all the details there or phone their box office as well. Guys, thank you so much for coming in. Looking forward to it. Thanks so much. Thank you. I'll go along and go Springer, Springer, <laughs> Springer. Maybe not. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah, the Spin Doctors. A 92.9, two princes at 8.44. Uh, we might, speaking of princes, we might be getting the king out here later on. 
this year, they're saying. Yeah, they might be doing a bit of a a, a royal tour later on this year. Oh, you mean like the actual king? Yeah, the actual king. King King Charles III. Okay. He might be out here a little later on this year. Apparently, he's currently in... uh, Well, he isn't. Anthony Albanese is engaging with the states and territories for a potential royal visit before the year is out. So there you go. Oh, there you go. So they've got the COAG meeting in Samoa later on this year, so I may tie in with that one. So, yeah, right. You know, last time we had the uh, a, um, a reigning monarch visit Australia? Ooh, Do you know when that was? Uh, 2015. Oh, close. Is it actually? 2011. Okay. 2011 okay. was the last visit, so... Yeah, you're pretty Gosh, close. I That's didn't pretty think close. It was that long ago. Yeah, no, I couldn't believe that either. I was like, wow. I thought it was more, oh. uh, yeah, more recent than that. But there you go. So that doesn't include like Kank, Kate and William. Kank. Kank. I'm still waking it's up. Kate my rabbit, and Hank, William. <laughs> and a new rabbit I get called yeah, Kate. See? That had baby rabbits together. It would be Kank. Well, you know, um, Hank is kind of like your king, so of your household. Yeah, oh, yeah, very much yeah. true. Yes, I'm one of his <laughs> subjects. Uh, very true. No, uh, no, no. so it doesn't count any other royals. Oh, okay, because uh, so I was thinking was, about them. So, yeah. No, last reigning monarch. Reigning, So, yeah, yeah right, so right. Queen, Queen Elizabeth II visiting in 2011 oh, yeah, was look, the last one. It's been a while since she was out here. I've, Prince, Prince, uh, well, then Prince Charles visited in 2018 for the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games. That was the last time he came to Australia. Mm. And funny ask is, I got all the facts for you, Amelia, so thanks for uh, asking. <laughs> uh, the last visit of a royal was Prince Edward, who visited in November. He visited Sydney well, in November last year as part of the Duke of Edinburgh Award, Ooh. which he's now claimed because he is the Duke of Edinburgh now, replacing yes. the other Duke of Edinburgh, which was old yeah, mate. all the facts. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> A- anyway. I'll send that one off to the palace referring to one of the royals as old mate. <laughs> Love it. Hey? hey yeah, it's con- the highest honour here in Australia. That's what, so, come that's on. That's what us convicts are up to nowadays. <laughs> hey, Galen. 